Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. And I said, what about Breakfast at Fish and Ease? She said, I think I remember that film. And as I recall, I said, what kind of liked it? And I said, well, that's one thing we got. Breakfast and Fish and Ease. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. Uh, fish top 10 takes this morning. Reflections on Oxnard and more. We do so with your help. Of course, get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. And thank you, Richard Stagg and others for reminding 65,000 Cowboy Nation fish heads, hit the like button, please. That gives us the muscle uh, and YouTube gets out of our way. Uh, bring something of intellect to the table, of course, yourself via the brief fund. I'll try to get to as many comments as I can. Don't whine if I don't, but it's fine if I do. Item one, our Brie Amaranthus is in Oxnard. Uh, what a great one-on-one -on -one she did with uh, Jalen Tolbert. Uh, that story is, will be up on CowboysSI.com in a little bit. I'll just give you two samplers of it. And this is how good we are. He'd been here, uh, he'd been here a while now, Jalen Tolbert. I mean, you know, we've gotten to know him a little bit. He's a uh, did not know that he's a, a farm kid. Grew up on a farm. Dad still runs a farm. They grow peas. Him and he goes home with dad and they pick peas. I didn't know. And then here's the other one. Brandon Cooks goes up to him. Brandon Cooks gets traded here. One of the first things he does. Well, I know the first thing he did was go house shopping right down the street. That's the first thing he did. Pretty much the second thing that Brandon Cooks did was call Jalen Tober. And they got to be friendly very quickly. And Brandon Cooks said, what are you doing? Whatever. In a couple of weeks. Well, you know, come to Oregon. Come stay with me at my house in Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. And I think, I think Brandon Cooks had him up there for 10 days and they just lived together like brothers for 10 days. Um, one of the reasons I like to tell you these stories that nobody else knows is so you'll go, wow, I'm glad I came here for actual information on the Cowboys instead of getting regurgitated gunk. And then you should respond by saying, I think I'll subscribe to the Fish Report. And I think right now, uh, I'm going to be one of 38 people who hit the like button because that's pretty good. I didn't know that. Three, two, and one. <laughs> Item two, battery acid. Defensive back coach uh, Al Harris yesterday saying, I'll tell you, old fat, boss man fat, Calvin Joseph, he's as tough as battery acid. And some research needs to be done here. I don't know enough about Al Harris. Is he the kind of guy that just says stuff in the media to get the player pumped up. Wouldn't think so, because uh, how many interviews does Al Harris do a year? By the way, yesterday was assistant coach interview day, and there wasn't a McCarthy. It was also a walkthrough, no public access, but we were there. I don't think that Al Harris is a guy that just says things to say him. 
because he doesn't say enough things. Sam with $5 pitch in. Fish, shut my friend up. Who you got, CD or Scary Terry? Oh, it's not even, in terms of talent and numbers? Yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close. It might help Scary Terry if he had a higher quality quarterback, although the commanders are saying wonderful things about Sam Howell. But no, that guy isn't this guy. And I, listen, I, I think Scary Terry is really good. <clears throat> CeeDee Lamb is in the conversation for best wide receiver in the league. And his quarterback will tell you that. I don't think, I don't think Scary Terry is quite there. Thanks for the question. Here's my thing about Boschman fat and battery acid, and he's still going to have to show it in preseason games. He still hasn't really done it. Dan Quinn, in a more private way, is also saying good things about Kelvin Joseph, and he's not doing it in big. He, this is more quiet. So if 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 we got battery acid over here and Dan Quinn subtly saying, I think maybe Kelvin Joseph quite possibly is kind of starting to get it. Uh, that that's a that's a eyebrow raiser for me. Uh, a bunch of you, Richard Stagg, asking about the Zach Martin situation. What does he want? And they haven't gone public with that. His side. I'm saying logically. In 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 a compromising mood. I make thirteen and a half. The highest paid guys make twenty. Don't you? If you're negotiating, don't you in your head? have it somewhere is there some way to split the difference jerry doesn't have that in his head right now at least not in the front of his head but it's got to be back there somewhere at some point i need him and at some point he needs me now you guys are talking about can't we can we front load or back load or bonus whatever we're talking about if you're if you're going to move from about 14 to about 20 about 13 and a half to about 20, then I need to move you, if it's compromising, to about 17 and a half. That's $2 million a year. And at age 32, with two years left, right, on his deal, I think, we're talking about, an. Ex I mean, I don't want to extend him. I'm not giving him a six-year contract. So, I mean, the, the math can be really simple if, if the Cowboys ever want to do it and if Zach Martin wants to do it this way and, and not ask for $4 million more a year. It's, 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 it's an extension that pays him $2 million a year more for the next three years. There's no, there's no uh, mathematical or salary cap trickery that need be involved here. Item. Shady McCoy is now on one of the TV stations, uh, FS1, saying that trash talk is disrespectful to Dak. That proves that they don't believe in Dak. They don't like Dak. They're 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 uh, they're, they're they're trashing Dak because he's trash. And he goes, Shady McCoy goes, I played with this quarterback and that quarterback. And he did. He played with some great, played with everybody from Vic to Brady, right? He goes, nobody ever talked to any of those guys like that. I would never. 
what? Wait a minute. Shady McCoy, who, who gets paid on TV to talk trash, never talked trash? I mean, this is his first time. They put a microphone in front of him only a year ago. And never before, however old he is, he's 40 years old. In the previous 39 years, he never talked trash. Bullshit. I'm going to put a story up on CowboysSI.com this morning with Des Bryant as the centerpiece. And I mentioned Jason Witten. I'm telling you, Jason Witten might be the meanest, funniest cowboy trash talker in franchise history. And nobody knows it because no camera or video or microphone ever picked it up. But I heard it. I heard it every day for 15 years. The people that think that trash talk is is means there's a problem inside the team. So you're telling me that Jason Witten was a problem inside the team? No. He was motivating himself and he was pushing the other guys. And I'm telling you, he yes, yes, he did it to he didn't care who he did it to. He did it to the best linebacker on the team and he did it to the fifth string safety he buried them every day so here comes des saying i love it because you're either a dog or a bee and i speak disease as you know disease what he's saying on each play He's not saying if you if if you get if you're the recipient of trash talk, you're a loser. He's saying on every play, there's either a dog or a bee. And then you huddle up and you do it again. Then on the next play, Dak Prescott's the dog, and you're the bee. And the idea that if guys yell at each other in practice, that means they disrespect or don't like each other. I, I guess I need to remind, and I don't think there's very many Cowboy fans that are doing this. I don't think there's very, very many of you that are doing this. I think most of you get it. Okay? I was, I was here for this. I saw it and I heard it. Remember, Des Bryant's teammates loved him. The defensive backs loved him. They loved the challenge. They loved his personality. They loved it all. You can't guard me. You can't guard me. And you, he's going to every guy in the defensive backfield. Get right in their face. You can't guard me. You think they don't like Des Bryant or that he didn't like them? It's absurd. Des was a dog trying to make them on that play a bee. And he did it plenty. And then 
a max play. Orlando Scandrick made a play, and he was the dog. And by the way, and Orlando Scandrick would then talk back to Dez. This is so elementary. Streaker, I watched the Cowboy Pocket. Yeah, the 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 comparison, and I say I, I say this with great pride. The difference in what. I do here and what they're doing in Bristol, it's not even the same job. We're, and, and I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about insight. It's, it's not, uh, it's uh, like comparing, it's not apples and oranges, it's apples and Barker loungers. It's apples and astronauts. They have nothing. What I do and what they do have nothing to do with each other. Item. Jackson Mahomes, brother of Patrick, goes into a restaurant bar establishment, goes behind the bar, and tries to make out with the lady bar owner. Now, this kid's a problem. And it's been a problem for a long time. If you go back and watch, if you haven't seen Netflix quarterback, go watch it. It's great. You'll see the kid, tall, skinny kid. He's always wearing a number 15 t-shirt. He's always in the background. They never let him talk. He's always there. He hangs around with Patrick Mahomes' wife all the time. He's always there. And in real life, he's always talking. And he's always doing something. But in Netflix quarterback, Patrick clearly told them, don't let my brother say anything. He can stand there in the background. So Jackson is in trouble and should be in trouble, sexual something or other. But the lady is saying, he's ruined, I have to close my restaurant now. He's ruined my restaurant. Man, I don't know. Everybody should be on, I would think most people would be on her side, including Chiefs fans and furthermore, If I was her, I'd be using that. I would have a sign out front that says, home of Mahomes sexual misdeeds. That'd be my sign out front. I said this to the owner, uh, you guys have heard Dallas uh, Cowboys media talk about the rudder room in Oxnard, right? It's, it's, it's this charming little dump. They don't take credit cards. They don't have food. Really? No food, cheap drinks, no credit cards, bad service. <laughs> it's on the beach. So the owner comes out and sits with us the other night when we were with Sean and RJ and Slater. He comes out and hangs out with us a while. And he tells the story about how uh, Top Gun, the remake, the second one, that they came to his bar. There's a, you know, cause it's, it's, there's a beach, there's volleyball. It's, a, you know, it's, it's a unique setting. And he says, they came out and scouted my, my bar in my backyard overlooking the Pacific ocean. And they scouted it as the place where Tom Cruise would get to take off his shirt and play volleyball and football. 
with the other boys. And he says, but they decided to CGI it. So they didn't, they, they, they kind of used what they had seen and turned it into CGI. And I'm like, and again, this guy doesn't even have a sign. There, I don't think there's a sign that says rudder room. It's just a door. There's a door, there's a urinal, and there's liquor. That's all he's got. And a beach. And I said, why in the world don't you put a sign out front that says almost home to Top Gun Maverick? Or, you know, like home, parentheses, almost to Top Gun Maverick. And, you know, and then I realized he doesn't even have a sign that says the rudder room. I can't be everybody's marketing director. <laughs> Item. Jalen Smith, workout yesterday with the Raiders. Uh, and Jalen Smith still hangs out. He's, he's in Frisco all the time. He hangs out right over there all the time. I won't tell you where. Hangs out right over there all the time. And uh, I'm, I'm still a, uh, a huge fan of Jalen Smith, the person. Uh, it obviously, didn't work out quite right here, although he remains a medical and spiritual miracle as far as he's concerned and as far as I'm concerned, too. So we'll keep an eye on our old friend Jalen and the Raiders. <laughs> Item eight. We mentioned last night that the guys on ESPN are ripping Jerry Jones and the Cowboys for talking as much as they do. And Sean Sharif of 105.3 The Pan points out, if Jerry Jones and the Cowboys weren't as accessible as they are, ESPN would lose 70% of its daytime content. And you can put it, what, at 60%, 54%, 71%. Cowboys and LeBron James. If ESPN's daytime content did not have the Cowboys and LeBron James, they would go back to having to televise junior college curling. So be careful what you wish for, ESPN, which is struggling in so many ways. And I don't know. Maybe be respectful of biting the hand that feeds you. <laughs> Item nine, Rojo. And I don't have an answer for this. I have a question on this. Whether this is you or whether this is the Cowboys. Uh, by the way, we're going to have about 13,000 people watch this video this morning. So would somebody among you 13,000 people please hit the like button? And the Uncle Fish Store now has the sleeveless and athletically breathable Texas Coast offense shirts. No, not just for me. They're for you, too. There's the link below. Broken Halo will also show you. Jerome Nichols. All the DAP hate is just part of the Texas bias. Texas is different. I've lived, I've lived a few places. Texas is different. I think most people uh, around the country uh, find Texas to be a kind of a romantic notion. But I would say, Jerome, and thanks for the $2 pitch and into the brief fund, I would say that the DAC hate is mostly fake. That the critics are trying to, listen, it's as old as storytelling around a, a, a campfire. It's as old as the Bible. 
there's got to be a good guy and a bad guy. And the national media has made its choices. Here's my Rojo question. First of all, are, are you sympathetic with his testimony that I, I, I didn't mean to take a banned steroid level substance, performance enhancing substance. I do it for my heart condition. Oh, AV, this is a whole nother conversation, but absolutely romantic. I'm telling you, and AV, you may have lived other places too. People think of they're, they're, people think of Texas as different. They they uh, I mean, there's songs about the sky. Are you kidding me? No, it's different. It's it's uh, you know, it's John Ford westerns. It's Elizabeth Taylor and Giants. Uh, New York, obviously, is number one in that area of romanticizing a, a, a city or a state or a place. New York's number one. But Texas might be tied for second. Are you sympathetic with Rojo here? As Sugar Daddy says, they, they didn't test this medicine when he played for the Chiefs? Actually, this uh, I think this is a test result from a year ago. He's not going to get he's not going to win his appeal with the league. Does does he win with the Cowboys? Do the Cowboys say, you know what, we're not going to we, we can't judge you yet. It's not fair. We're on your side. Dan Grigsby, I was born and raised in Texas. It's a rough place. Good and rough. Except Dan, thanks for being Uncle Fish Premium. I, I don't know why we're getting off on this tangent, but I love it. Except the beauty of Texas is it's not a place. It's a thousand places. There's parts of Texas that are not rough. There's parts of Texas that are pretty snooty. And that's great. Just... There, there's some communities that don't have all of this. It's a little hot here, but otherwise, I think Texas is a. I, I think Texas, having lived here now for 33 years, I still romanticize it. Whereas I don't think people romanticize. I'm, I was born in Minnesota. I love Minnesota. I don't think people romanticize Minnesota. Jerome Nichols. Rojo has a heart condition and he's playing football. And, and this is again, this is where we're, he used that phrase. But the heart condition obviously cannot be so, it's obviously not life-threatening as it relates to football, right? So are you on his side a little bit and the, are the Cowboys on his side a little bit? Streaker, Texas is a state of mind. Betsy V, Hill Country, laid back. Stephen White, Lone Star. It's, see, it's all these things.
Item 10. I've described, and we've talked a lot about the West Coast offense and how it translates into the Texas Coast offense. There's a lot of horizontal stuff. CeeDee Lamb talking the other day saying, yeah, but Dak's not going to back off his aggressiveness. And Dak saying, my coach is aggressive and I'm aggressive. That's not going to change. So you can be aggressive and you can be assertive as long as you're also accurate. And I'll close with this. CeeDee Lamb is saying, defenses, if you think we're going to just going to be Dak and Dunk, if you think we're just going to be horizontal, get ready to back up. And wouldn't it be fun for you if not only do defenses have to back up and back off, wouldn't it be fun if the Cowboys offense and Dak Prescott makes the critics do the same? We'll see you on CowboysSI.com right now. And Fish at 6 tonight. Fish out. 